Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 51 of Beauty Straight the Dominance. Beauty Straight the Dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me for episode 51 is you've heard the fighters, you've heard the girls in the LFC calendar, but here's the man behind the LFC calendar when ZZ Top released Sharp Dress Man. They were talking about this, man. Mr. Richard M. Hello, Richard. Hey, Mike. How are you? Uh, I like that Sharp Dress Man because I'm certainly not beauty, strength, or dominance, so. Uh, here's, <laughs> okay, here, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because people would ask me, Mike, why are there dudes on Beauty, Strength, and Dominance? Well, this, this this podcast is also focused on LFC personnel and the fans. And, I mean, I've had on AJ Kirsch. I've had on Leon. I've had on Joel. Now I got you on officially. I mean, you're the one who takes the pictures of the beauty. So, I mean, hey, it, it fits. It's very apparent. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, well, I got to say, man, people, if you've not checked out Richard Ember on all social media, dude, you have some of the slyest, the slickest outfits, man. I love it. Uh, <laughs> the fedora going on there, Richard. You, you, you yeah. slap dog, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to you, you gotta present an image, and there is no reason to never be not well-dressed, especially when you're out with somebody. You know, I had a person tell me one day, oh, we're only going here. You don't have to dress up for this restaurant. It's like, no, I don't dress up for the restaurant. I dress up for the company. You know, it's, it's respect to the people you're with. It's respect to yourself. There's really no reason never to be put together properly. Well, of course, Richard. I mean, we all got to, you know, look our best. We all got to look sharp in these things. You know, we like to keep ourselves groomed. We like to make ourselves nice. And here's the one thing. Okay, so now we're going on a thing before we even get into LFC. See, here, you're, you're talking, we're not going to talk like grooming here, but I'm going to say this right now. Like me, like I enjoy getting a shave, a nice little, you know, something dumb to the eyebrows, and people look at you like, you know, manscaping and stuff. I'm like, but hey, that's a good thing because ladies like it when you look good, Rich. Oh, yeah, for sure they do. For sure they do. Heck, back home, I used to have this Italian barber. He was trained in Sicily, started like he was six years old. And you would go in, and he would shave you with the straight razor and then the hot towels. You walked out of there feeling like a new man. Like it was, as women walk out of the spa, after they get all these facials and everything, it's the exact same feeling. Yep, I have that same here thing, man. The old-time barbershop that be here, like you mentioned, the straight razor, the towels. Yeah. It's heaven. It's heaven, Richard. It is. It is. It's one hour of just relaxing and being taken care of, which is always nice. Of course. So, yeah, people, before you go making fun of guys for trying to look nice, and you know what guys I'm talking about, you douches. Look at yes. take tips from Richard Ember and Mike Larkin on this. So That's right. Hey, if it was good enough for Al Capone, you're going to go call him something? There you go. Ahead, you know? Yeah, say something about it, Al Capone. See, Richard, yeah. you know. So, anyway, <laughs> our grooming tips, sharp dress man aside. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Richard, the 2020 calendar. Sir, I love it, man. This year we had the movie theme. Talk about shooting the 2020 calendar. We got Jolene on the cover on a horse. It's great. Oh, man, it was it was something else. Like, it, it all started when I said for Andrea – I want to shoot her a storm of the X-Men because Vladea, the storm, you know, Andrea, the, the storm, Vladoy. You know, so I want to shoot her a storm of the X-Men. And it just went from there and rolled into a movie, movie themed calendar. And we tried to pick a different movie, you know, based on the fighters preferences, of course, for each month. And then of course the fun part is, finding all these locations. I'm a location guy. I want to shoot on location. I don't shoot in front of a green screen and then 
superimposed backgrounds. You know, so when we shot um, Bella uh, on the baseball field, we went out, we found us a baseball field. And of course, when we did that, the only ever day it ever bloody rains in Las Vegas was the day we decided to shoot outdoors at a baseball field. <laughs> you know, but it was a lot of fun. Everything, the way it just came together, we, we got the movies and then I would get the idea of how best to portray that movie. And then, of course, uh, Jolene's front cover. Boy, that was an escapade in itself. But, hey, it all came together. It did. Now, two things I wanted to mention. First and foremost, I had Bella on about two episodes ago, and she was talking about the weather and raining and how it was just, like, hot at times, and then it would rain. Like, yeah, she was telling me, like, the difficulties of the weather that day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was cold, and it was raining, and we had to jump over puddles to get to the dugout. Luckily, we found a, a baseball diamond that had covered dugouts, so we were a bit protect protected from the rain. But, you know, I, we couldn't shoot on the diamond itself, which disappointed me a little bit. But, hey, we made the best of a bad situation. And also, you know what they say, Richard, there is no crying in baseball. That is true. That is true. But, boy, were there are rain outs, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned the lead shoot. Like, I'm only I'm kind of like I'm kind of intrigued on that because, I mean, you got this nice background. You got the horse. You have like the Viking, like the little hammer nail and the hammer down. Talk about that because I think that's intriguing working with the horse and Jolene always takes an immaculate photo. <laughs> well, the, uh, the the day we decided to go out was, again, one of those days when the weather didn't want to cooperate with us. It was maybe 40 degrees at the hottest that day. So you've got Jolene out in this little chainmail bikini, metal against her body on a 40 degree day. And I'm not talking 40 Celsius here. I'm talking 40 Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, the horse didn't want to cooperate. We had a lot of trouble getting that horse to do what it was supposed to do. We ended up, the, the shot I wanted, again, the shot I wanted was her actually galloping down towards the camera with the, with the battle axe raised over her head, but the horse just didn't want to cooperate. But, hey, that shot's still coming. That shot is still coming. There's no way I'm letting that one go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, is we went and we shot in, in Perup. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Las Vegas. Vegas, uh, Perup is the next town over the mountains. Okay. You, you familiar with a gentleman called Art Bell? Yes. Okay. Well, it seems we were shooting on Art Bell's property. Oh, and geez. In the And in the background was his whole studio, all the antennas and everything. Holy so, <laughs> so that was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, I used to listen to Art Bell. I always got a good laugh out of him and his, uh, his call-ins because... Some of them were special to be polite, you know, and then to find out they were actually shooting right next to Art Bell's property and that's his studio and that's where he was broadcasting from in the kingdom of Nye. I mean, that was just like, wow, this is just too awesome. And then, of course, Jolene being the ultimate professional that she is, gritted her teeth through this thing, bared right through it, and we got that amazing shot. Oh, agree. And I got to say this about you, like the movie theme this year, because I think what like you were saying, like each and every month has a great shot. Like last year, I remember the Valentine's Day post with Danielle Cabal St. Pierre. And we had three in one month with Jesse, you know, Andrea and Allie. Right. But for me, 
like being the pop culture nerd, I know you could tell when you hear this show and you hear me talk to you because we're both kind of nerdy in our ways, which is not a bad yep. thing. We both enjoy the nice and fun things. But it's one of those things, Richard, where it's just like I love the movie theme. Like when we first had a calendar, I was already like, you know, I was over the moon. I say this right. every show. But here's the thing. Like as a kid, like the merchandising standpoint from T-shirts of your favorite bands, from the music and the art form that music is, like the yep. fact that we have a calendar and it's movie themed, I think that's great. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I thought it was a great idea also, and I'm glad that it came together as well as it did. You know, uh, with all the, uh, you know, the, the, the time pressures we're under, the pressure that the girls are under, you know, squeezing us in to allow us to shoot like that. So it, everybody pulled together, and I think we came out with a marvelous product. I agree. And now for me, I got to say this, because looking at the calendar, we're going to discuss each and every month here, but I got to mention this to you. Monica Flowerbaum Garcia, the Fast and the Furious. First and foremost, her car, badass, very fitting for Monica. Yes, definitely. And the minute she told me she wanted to do Fast and Furious with her car, the, the only thing that came to mind was, I need smoke behind that car. What you're looking at there is a result of three smoke machines and my poor friend Terry choking to death crouching behind the car, igniting those smoke machines to make sure we got enough billowing effect going on to give us the shot. Whew. And that's, well, that's one of the things too. And I, like you mentioned, like the work that goes into each and every shot, but for Monica, like knowing Monica and knowing, here's the thing, people, when you, when you pay attention to the uh, social medias of LFC, whether it be Monica Flowerbaum Garcia, many of the fighters, you always see Monica in that badass car. And I got to say, she's got like, all right, now I'm going to use a movie reference. Look at my cousin Vinny, Mona Lisa Vito. You know, no one <laughs> cars. Monica uh -huh. is kind of like the Mona what? Lisa Vito. She knows a lot. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. And uh, hearing her talk about her car, it, it you don't you normally hear a woman talk about a car like that. Mm -hmm. You know, this is normally stuff you would hear on the corner garage of five guys standing together. So you know that she really knows what she's talking about. And she does. And that's the thing about Monica, besides the fact that obviously she's a beautiful woman, and an amazing fighter and really knows how to have a lot of fun. Very knowledgeable. And I think a lot yes. of people need to give credit to her. Monica Flowerbaum Garcia on the front. And then we get to February, Richard. My bloody Valentine. 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 OK, now here's the thing that popped me, because I remember as a kid, I was in like junior high school or going on to high school when my bloody Valentine came out. Like I remember mm -hmm. seeing the movie in theaters. This intrigued me because not just does it fit Jenny Bloody Valentine, but again, Jenny really pulled it off in the shoot. She did. She did. She was the first one we actually shot. We shot her on Canadian Thanksgiving Day, which reminds me, Sean, you still owe me a turkey sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we shot her Canadian Thanksgiving Day. So that's what the second Monday in, in October, uh, yes. Columbus Day. Not, is it Columbus Day in the States? Yes. I believe so. Yes. yes. Columbus Day in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, we shot out the uh, at the uh, ghost town out in Nelson, which is about an hour outside of Las Vegas. And it was just, okay, this is what it is. This is the dilapidated barn you're trying to escape from. And let's go. And she really, she pulled it off. Absolutely. She pulled it off. She did. And that's the thing about Jenny. Before, actually, you mentioned Sean. I'm going to get to in a second with that comment. I heard that with a turkey sandwich. That was great. <laughs> 
I also have to mention with Jenny, like, again, I've, what I love about Jen is, like, I remember her from the wrestling background and obviously what she does with sessions, but being involved in UPW, OBW, like the feeder systems for the WWE and the bodybuilding aspect, she is another one that is just so amazing from her fitness standpoint and just her overall look. And I'm not going to give her at her age, but for someone her look, she looks amazing in her age. They, they all are. They all are. And when I find out some of them, their age, or I look at them and I'm like, What? Or even like you look at them and you think, well, they look kind of soft. And then they just pose there and that softness disappears. Bang. It's like, holy shit, I don't want to meet her in a dark alley. That's for damn sure. Hell no. <laughs> well, that's the thing because you mentioned age. Like, and I'm going to say this, Tomiko the Temptress Tajima. You wouldn't think Tomiko was her age, but Tomiko is absolutely stellar. She is. She is. Uh, when I found out her, na- her age, I nearly collapsed. It's like she's only a couple of years younger than me. And I know I'm in no wonderful shape and I look my age. So I was I was floored. Richard, you stopped that with first of all, Tomiko, don't even tell me about your age because we've touched upon this. And Richard, don't you even tell me about your age, Mr. <laughs> and all that. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear <laughs> Okay, go back to Sean for a second, because yes. this, this LFC CEO, Sean Donnelly, the man, the myth, the legend, the amazing mm-hmm. Sean, he told me to remind you that you owe him a bottle of, let me see if I got this correctly, Ron Zacapa rum. No, why would I owe him? No, Joel Kane owes him a bottle of rum. Okay. I don't owe him a bottle of rum. Okay. I, uh, I don't owe him anything yet, because the hockey season hasn't finished now. If they were to take it where it is now, with the Golden Knights ahead of the Edmonton Oilers... Uh, he would owe me, but I don't owe him. I do not believe I owe him a bottle of rum. I don't remember making a bet, but hey, who knows? <laughs> By the way, but I, I, I know that Joel owes him a bottle of rum because of the Vancouver Canucks. I'm not quite sure how that whole thing was working out, but that much I know. <laughs> yes. By the way, and yes, that was Joel. But that's the thing. What is it with you guys and like your hockey bets? I meant to ask that because he was talking about that with the Oilers and you. That's the thing. You guys have like a lot of great bets with hockey. Oh, yeah. Well, we're all hot. Look, I was originally born in Montreal, which is, you know, you love them, hate them. It's still the hockey hockey capital of North America, you know? True. 26 Stanley Cups. So it's in my blood. It's in every Canadian's blood. So even though I live, I live in Vegas, that part of me is still there, the hockey part. And, of course, now that we have the Vegas Golden Knights, hey, it's just a way of expressing, um, I'm trying to say, it's like it's it's hockey. It's a way of expressing our Canadianism, if you will. You know, Edmonton Oilers for him, Vancouver Canucks for Joel. It's the same way as the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots and that thing you guys call football or something. (laughs) Whoa, hold on, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, what we call oh, Jesus, man, don't diss our words. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yes, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, as someone whose best friend is a hockey fan, New York Islanders, baby, I get uh, it. I, yeah. Yeah, I heard that groan. I heard that groan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, excuse me. Joel owes him that. And I should have mentioned that to Joel. So, yeah, Joel owes him that. And he, okay, wait a minute. Turkey sandwich. Where did the turkey sandwich come from? How, how does he owe we were, sandwich? We were shooting on Canadian Thanksgiving. Okay. So, normally Canadian Thanksgiving, like American Thanksgiving, the big deal is a nice turkey. Yes. But because we were out shooting, uh, I didn't get a chance to celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving. So he said he would buy me a turkey sandwich. 
And I'm still waiting. You're still waiting for the turkey? That's cruel. That, 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 <laughs> that is Rick James cold-blooded style. Sean, give this man a turkey sandwich. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I will tell you something, though. That's, right. that, that was Monday. That Sunday, I was in the hospital with kidney stones. Oh. I shot blood. I shot Jenny Valentine on uh, flying high on Percocet. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, well, first and foremost, are you are you are you doing better? Are you okay? Rich? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Much better, much better. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 they hit me every few years. If you've never had them, I do not wish them on my worst enemy. Jesus, man. Oh, see, I did not know that that even makes it. Like I said, this is why I love you, man. And here, let me tell you something about Richard Ember here, folks. I was telling you because you were talking about I said you were an integral part of LFC. And I said you are because you take the photos of the great fighters and you take a macro photos. You know, I love you. You know, it's all love, Richard. You know, it's all love. Yeah, I know. I know. I appreciate the love. I really do. It just makes my big ego even bigger. So, hey, hey, you're welcome. Just don't just. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next shoot. Man, we had True Grit. We had Jesse El Toro Santos and Terry Feisty Fist London. Me, the Western side of things, I loved it. Talk about that because, again, more horse, more Western style. Talk about Terry and Jesse. Um, that was actually shot very close to my house. I borrowed that horse from my neighbor. And uh, believe it or not, none of us knew how to actually put the saddle on the horse. So I had to ask my neighbor for help. So, um, and then, you know, it was just, uh, it just went from there. Like I, I love horses. I love animals. Um, I love, I love animals. I think more than I love people. And the fact that I could actually get to shoot with a horse twice for that calendar, that made me ecstatically happy. See, I, I can, I can understand that, you know, cause the warmth and the love of the animals and people, I'm not going to say all people, but people kind of suck in a way, especially with what's going on now. But I, I get it. I get it. The warmth of the animal. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, that, 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 was a, that was a really cool shoot. You know, uh, really enjoyed doing that. Loved working with the animals. The horse was real nice. The girls were really nice with the horse. You know, they, they really took to him also and he took to them. So everybody was happy. Uh, and then we get to, um, you mentioned Bella, and I mean, Holly, but well, before we even move on to the others, I mean, I got to mention this to you. Bella, and congratulations, man, having the birth of her first child, a baby girl. Yeah, congratulations, Bella. All the best, all the best. Looking forward to seeing you uh, at the next LFC event. Good luck out there. Yes. And one who will be at another future LFC event, Holly the Lotus May, the former interim president, American Beauty. You know what I noticed? That's why I love it. Because last year she was in the tub, and now this year she's in another tub with like tub. the Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I, I, I think that's going to that that shot is going to cause a little blood more more bad blood with Jolene because you know she sort of stole last year we did Jolene covered in the coins for St. Yes. Patrick's Day. Yes. So she sort of stole that idea, saying she wanted to be covered in rose petals. And I was like, oh, Lord, those oh. two meet in the ring, it's going to be something. Hey, man, if there wasn't already bad blood at these last few LFC events, there's even more now. Exactly. Exactly. That's just adding fuel to the fire. And then we get to the LFC champ, Andrea the Storm. Thunder. Now, here's what's funny about this, because she did not want to wear the main event. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> How do we convince this for the main event thing, man? <laughs> I don't know. I, when when they told me that she was going to do Made in Manhattan, she's going to wear the maid outfit, and then she's going to be put right after uh, Holly as as the maid cleaning up the president's room. I'm like, oh, Lord, are you sure Andrea cleared this? 
Because if she didn't clear this, I don't want to be around when she finds out. <laughs> and yet, sure enough, she cleared it and she understood it. And she's and that's what it was. You know, so that that was actually uh, both those uh, images were shot on the same day. So it was one right after the other. Uh, so that was a long that was a long day of shooting. That was definitely a long day of shooting. Well, hey, man, I mean, for being then the three and one that she was last year to have in her own, because, yeah, the LFC champion, I thought she yeah. came out great, man. And I mean, then we get to Lauren and OK. And I even said this to Lauren when I had her on the show. Very fitting because she's got the little cat in the drawer and the superwoman attire. Right. But I, I didn't shoot Lauren. Lauren was shot by another photographer. So, I mean, it was a great shot. I, I think it came out marvelous. I really mm-hmm. like the concept. I really like the way it was done. But I can't take credit for it, unfortunately. That's all right. I mean, I'll be yeah. honest with you, man. When it comes to the calendar and the photography, and I got to say this, besides yourself, there's a lot of great photographers out there. But what I always say about you is whether you're doing the rival gear boxing, I think, are we getting more of those, um, your, the the, uh, the fist man for the upcoming LFC events? Pardon me? Pardon me? I, I lost you there for a second. Oh, sure. I'll come back. You're, obviously, when you do your photos with rival gear boxing, I mean, we get right. to see a lot of the uh, the gloves that everybody's going to be wearing, the fist man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rival is supplying... Uh Rival is supplying all the new gloves for all the LFC fighters. We redesigned. We took a. We redesigned our MMA fight gloves. Rival redesigned their MMA fight gloves. Uh, took it ten steps further than any fight glove has ever been used, and we let the LFC use these new gloves. So they're going to be the first. Not not necessarily the first ones, but. They're going to be one of the first ones to use our newly uh, our newly redesigned gloves. They're going to be fighting in better gloves than the UFC fights in. I think a lot of people don't even realize because we've talked touched upon rival gear boxing and the guy. You guys have a great assortment of not just boxing with the gloves, but in general, man, some of the best in the biz. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We we're probably the only boxing equipment company that is run and operated by people in the industry cut men coaches everybody at rival is involved in the industry somehow so they bring that knowledge to the table whenever we design gloves or anything else which you know so that evidently helps in the production and in the uh, quality of our equipment and it does. And I mean, for me, I also look at it like this, too, because when we get to see people wearing your I know it means it must feel good for you for rival gear boxing people in fights in LFC. Again, it just shows just even behind the scenes for photography and the overall imagery standpoint. You guys have some of the best equipment out there for the girls. I mean, it's not just the training that goes into it. We'll, we'll discuss that. But what they're wearing goes with it, the outerwear. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, they're going to be wearing the best MMA gloves in the available now and already, you know, and I'm not just saying that because it's rival. I honestly believe that what we've done with these MMA gloves, it's uh, revolutionary. Okay. And going back to the calendar for a second, then we'll move mm-hmm. on. A couple notes here. Um, Aladdin with Shea the Fox Mazzato. And now I got to say this. Another one, Shea the Fox Mazzato, had a short run with the LFC Championship. But I got to say, she's doing a lot of great things, and I can't wait to see her back at a future LFC event. Oh, oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I think she's going to be one of the future stars at LFC. And I wouldn't put it past that she becomes champion once again in a short while. And then she's, we just, uh, she's dedicated. She works hard and she wants it. She's hungry. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like from LFC 28 with uh, Monica the Flower Bomb Garcia, and then with with the bout with Andrea and Jesse before that. Three of I'm gonna say it right now. Three of her best bouts of the yeah. previous one with Monica, and I mean she's been in there with the tops. She's a scrapper, man, but she's great. Oh, she is. She is, and uh, she she really she takes it to heart. She takes it to heart. She's out there to win, and you know, look at the size difference between uh, her and Monica. Mm-hmm. And she didn't duck it. She went full force. So kudos to her. Now, here's one that I'm intrigued with because you had the Kill Bill one with Tomiko the Temptress Tajima and Gypsy. I got to yeah. ask you because two on the rise, Tomiko the Temptress Tajima has been killing it these last events. And Gypsy and her last two against Lauren and Jolene, I got to say, kind of came up on the short end, but she has potential. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts about Gypsy? Um. <sighs> I don't really know her that well. Uh, I mean, her fight with Jolene, poor girl. She didn't know what she was getting herself into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll fight you. I just happen to be the European champion. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, if, if she if she buckles down, she trains, I don't see why she can't, uh, can't be a force. You know, the fact that she is smaller than most of the, of the other ones... Could be an advantage to her. You know, gets away quicker, squirms out of holds easier. Could be an advantage. Okay, so since Richard Enber over here won't say the word, and I love Gypsy Top Shelf Bay to death, but she got molly by Jolene. Oh, well, yes. I think, you know, Jolene is the European champion. And yes. if you ever saw that fight against uh, Andrea, I did. to get that European championship, that was no walk in the park for either of them they were both going full steam so you put that intensity against poor gypsy who when my opponent didn't show up i guess i'll fight you uh (laughs) 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 yeah it's sort of made for a little uneven but a lot of action and a lot of controversy which is always fun of course, and I mean her again. Two of her first opponents were Lauren the Animal Fogel and yeah. Jolene. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go go check uh, folks alondrefc.com. Check out Jolene and Andrea in a Bratislava, one of the best. And oh yeah, and we get Tomiko the Temptress Tajima from LFC twenty six to twenty nine. Now she's another one like we were talking about her age, but again, right. first time in the calendar for her, and she just. Killed it. She, yeah, she did with her Mortal Kombat outfit. That was amazing. That was amazing. I, I thought that whole thing came together so perfectly, so perfectly. It just worked. And the fact that we were able to put both of them together in the same, uh, in, you know, at least in one shot together, I think really brought everything together. You know, the not necessarily the veteran, but, you know, three, four fights, the newcomer, the new kid on the block. So I think it worked. That it did. Look at you, Mr. New Kid on the Block here. She had <laughs> stuff. I see what you're doing there, Richard. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so we, we get to Jolene with the zombie. First and foremost, how can you not have Jolene as the zombie with the zombie apocalypse, the movie, and just, oh, another yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Jolene is a professional. Uh, anytime she's in front of the camera, no matter what it's for, she, she brings her A game. In all the years I've known her, she has never not once brought her A-game to a shoot, to a shoot, to a fight, to anything, to anything. Uh, she, she always brings it, and uh, we always get marvelous results. 
the heck you doing? I mean, then we move forward to Agatha Cannibal Carter and Jen the yeah. Real Rep. First and foremost, Aggie and her second calendar. I got to say this right now. Whether she's a gladiatrix or whether she's Sheena, that's another one. And I think a lot of people yes. don't get credit because, I mean, she came back with a hellfire against Bell Inc., which you saw those two bouts. Absolutely incredible. Could have gone either way. Wait. But for her, for someone who debuted at LC 25, came with a loss, then she came with a win and a loss and just had epic bouts. Man, from the modeling aspect, she's got it. She does. She does. She's another one like Jolene. She brings her A game to every shoot. I haven't worked as often with her as I have with Jolene, but every time I do, she just brings everything. Doesn't leave anything on the table. And she fights the same way. She doesn't leave anything on the table. And she's going to give whoever the new champion, whether it's going to be Andrea or whether she's going to fight Jolene, which I don't think so because they're both on the pink team. Who knows what will happen? Might be a bucket of pucks involved there somewhere again. Never sure. Uh, so uh, she's going to definitely be a contender for, for one of those belts. And very soon, if I, you know, uh, I, now don't get me wrong. I don't have any inside information. I have no idea what's coming up. But just from what I see, she's definitely going to be a contender. Agreed. And here's another one, too. Jen, the real direct. Like she had like that teacher, like naughty bookworm kind of deal. Right. In- in the whole thing, but Jen now is diehard yippee ki motherfucker. I yep. mean, it was great. Again, that's another one I didn't do. So those are the two months I didn't do. Uh, Lauren and Jen. So Jen uh-huh. was shot up in uh, in uh, Alberta. Uh-huh. I mean, nice shot. I like it. I think it came out really well. Jen's a sweet girl. I met her a couple of times. Very very nice. Has potential in the LFC. Big potential. Um, but I can't. You know, I I didn't shoot the. The cal- the uh, her calendar shot. So no worries. And also that actually yeah. goes to my uh, follow up to that because you said like very nice girl and she is. Jen is a sweetheart. That's what a lot of people don't realize. That's why people are like oh Mike, why are you so giddy every time? Because you got to understand these girls, not just are they beautiful girls. Each and every one of them are unique, and you know this, Richard. We see this. Every one of yes. these have a lot of special yeah. qualities about them that really make LFC the product that it is. They do. They do. And uh, each and every one of these of these fighters that I've met and, you know, have had a personal conversation with outside of the LFC. Each and every one of them are just, they're just amazing people. They've got so much going on and they're always on the go and they're always working and trying and improving. It boggles my mind sometimes, like how they get everything done. Well, I think it's, well, it's the grind, Richard. I think everybody's on the grind and everybody wants to be successful and they want to put their hearts into it. So, yeah, it's the grind. Chalk it up to the grind. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They've got their what is it, the nose to the grindstone and they just keep pushing and they just keep pushing. And, you know, those who are going to keep pushing and keep their nose to the grindstone, those are the ones who are going to be a success. Agreed. And I mean, I look at Jen, the real direct. Now, mind you, she's only had one bout at LSC 26, yeah. Terry Feisty Fist London. And the result there, the DQ, the whole nine there. But for me, I can't wait to see who Jen goes against. Oh, uh, you know, let's hope that we can actually get some fights going on shortly. Agreed. Um, this, uh, this shutdown has made a lot of people stir crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm, I can just imagine when they actually get into the, uh, into the cage, what's going to happen? Well, Richard, I got to ask you as a follow-up to that, because we are life with a quarantine, and we're like, we're all suffering, and we're all in the quarantine lifestyle, that quarantine life, if you will. We're about that life. 
as the kids say. So I got to ask you, Mr. <laughs> Richard Enver, uh, what are you doing during quarantine, man? Because for me, I like to stay well, positively proactive. Go ahead, Richard. Well, uh, Rival is still open for mail order. Okay. So our online store. So I've been going into work every day shipping, uh, shipping out parcels. Nice. So I really haven't. Uh, where the quarantine has affected me, of course, was no more restaurants, no more going out with friends, no more bars. But, you know, it's uh, just something you get used to. I have to eat my own cooking now. Eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. All right. I got to ask Mr. Richard Enver, you're cooking, eh? How, yeah. would you say, how would you grade yourself as a cook? I'm curious because I can't cook worth the damn. Um, honestly, and not mean it to my own horn, there, is, there are a dozen recipes I'm very good with. So I can definitely keep myself uh, satisfied. And I'm always looking up new, easy recipes. Like I've got a collection of cookbooks, you know, 15-minute meal, uh, one-pot meal. That's the type of stuff I, I like to cook, something that's quick and easy. But that's going to be a little different. First and foremost, goddamn you, Richard Enver, because here's the thing. I I had fifth league consumer science in school. My teacher was Miss Costello, right? So the first year, you know, it's just doing projects and stuff. But then you get into the cooking aspect of it. I can't cook worth a damn. I couldn't even do like bringing – I forgot what we were even cooking, but I was never one of those guys that cooked. But I got to say, I'm envious of the fact that you could whip up some stuff like that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, listen, man, you just buy yourself a simple cookbook. Like don't yes. get the uh, you know, but you know stuff like they call them one pot wonders or the uh, which one I got here six oh that was no good six <laughs> ingredient recipes you know things like that simple things easy to do follow the recipe to the T and uh, you know you you you'll be amazed at what you could start cooking up shortly. All right, hold on one second, Richard. I didn't mean to laugh at that, but one pot wonders. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's what it's called. That's what the cookbook is called. One Pot Wonders. So, <laughs> all right. I'll have to give that a look. All right. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, going back with um, LFC for a second, because I got to say this to you, because I cannot wait till the next event. It looks like they're going kind of towards the September route from the fall. That's what it's starting to look like. Yeah. I don't think the June event is going to be uh, is going to be happening from what I've seen so far. So. At least not in Nevada, because our governor is still hasn't has no idea on when he's going to reopen the state. So I saw that. I've been keeping coverage with that with you guys in Las Vegas and just all over the world. It's nuts, man. Personally, for me, yeah, I can't wait till this whole damn thing is over. Oh, <laughs> uh, everybody. But still, it's just uh. now. Jolene was actually here's a funny thing about Jolene. She kind of feels like she was born for this quarantine, which a lot of people. Here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize. Talk about this because I see I can understand that because there are some people that just like to stay indoors, and I can understand that. So for us, it's like it's not it's nothing new, you know? Right, right. I, I've got no problem. Like I've got I can definitely stay indoors if I have to. I have so much work I can do around my house that hasn't been done in the past six years that. If they were actually forced me to stay at home for another three weeks, <laughs> give me a chance to clean up. <laughs> but, you know, some people are social butterflies and need to be out and need to be about. And I can imagine how hard it is for these type of people, you know. 
Oh, I can understand that as well. And I mean, I'll be honest with you as my vibrant energy self, I, I got to get out there, you know, because here's the thing you got, I got family down here in the Carolinas, man. I like to go see my family, but we got a social distance. Right, right. Yeah. So, so uh, that, that makes it tough. I know it does, you know, that agree. makes it tough. You want to see your family, but you know, here's what somebody really, really uh, good put out the other day when they were talking about opening the schools back up. Mm-hmm. She said, I can't go hug my granddaughter, but I can go into work for 600 kids. Oh, that's a great point. You know, how do you, how do you argue that logic? You can't, you can't. That is a damn good point. Where somewhere along the line, see, they closed everything down and I understand why they did it. You know, shutting the casinos down in Las Vegas. My God, that's like unheard of. Mm-hmm. But in the past six weeks that we've been shut down, they haven't come up with a plan to reopen. How are we going to get things moving again? See, that's the thing. What, in is, the, what, what have they been doing for six weeks? Exactly. And that's the thing in New York, too. Like what you were talking about the schools. But then it's like, do you think anybody wants to go to school and be around kids? You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got tests and stuff. And that's the thing that they don't even realize because that person who you were talking about made a great point because it's like you can't hug your daughter but or granddaughter, but I could be around 600 kids. Yes, like kids. What? Yeah. I, Yeah. And, uh, you know, that not everybody, not every kid's parent is qualified to have a kid, shall we say? Yes. You're going to get a lot there. They're going to go to school sick. They're going to go to school this. They're going to go to school that. How do you control this? It, It doesn't make any sense. Now, don't get me started because I had a rant a couple of episodes ago because we were talking about the damn protesters. Here's the thing about that that makes me mad. We all want to go back to work, but yeah. God damn it, stay the, excuse my language, but stay the fuck home. Oh, for the love yeah. of God. Oh, and in Florida, I have cousins in Florida, and I'm just like, you're they're reopening in the beaches, and I'm like, what? Like, yeah, it frustrates you know, me, Richard. Yeah. You're you're the reason uh, Florida is the reason that uh, you know that a lot of this spread everywhere because everyone went to Florida for spring break. Yep. And then you know they they brought it they brought it back with them. So it's in a lot of communities that might not have had it if Florida had closed down earlier. Florida, New Orleans for Mardi Gras, mm-hmm. all of those places. Yeah. So. Now, here's the thing, people. We're going to get back to LFC here. But this, <laughs> yeah. but this is this is a part of what we have going on. It's, it's real life right now, so it's just uh, – but, yeah. Now, let's talk about some positive, Richard. And <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll move on, and we'll talk about more with LFC because i got to ask you, besides Gypsy Top Shelf, we've seen other names come through, such as Gemma mm-hmm. Juliana. Yeah, we've nice. seen Civil Star. We mm-hmm. have seen Katie Bombshell Forbes, the girlfriend of Rob Van Dam. We've seen Shelly right. Cardinal come back. How does it feel to see some new faces and old faces coming back? Well, I think it's great. I love the fact that there are new faces there. Uh, it keeps the veterans on their toes, that's for sure. Um, I think uh, Gemma is going to be a rising star. I believe she has what it takes to, to again, fight for the championship of the LFC. Um, Sybil, I didn't get a chance to see too much about of her, so I really can't can't say much about that. But some of the others, uh, there there's gonna be when this when the LFC starts up again, there are gonna be some kick-ass fights among these fighters 
who are going to want to make a name for themselves against the the uh, the vets. The veterans are in for a tough time, my opinion. Oh, agreed. And I look at it like this: like two of the top prospects that people are going for. And I'm actually right, one. I don't usually toot my own horn here, but I'll toot toot myself on this, Mr. Richard. Okay, here you go. <laughs> one of the um, prospects is Michelle, the Iron Empress Ronda. Now I've had Michelle on the show. Michelle and I actually went to high school together, so oh, I so. So for me, like when you have the time with Muscle Sport Mag, and what's cool about this is she does her own show for Muscle Sport Mag called Word of Mouth mm-hmm. with Cassandro. For me, how great is that for you? Because you tie in the bodybuilding aspect and the fitness aspect that goes with LFC. That's a great mesh right there, man. And we get to see one of them as our prospects. Oh, for sure. It's an awesome match. Uh, um, somebody who can do the bodybuilding and has the wrestling skills, mm-hmm. that's going to be a tough nut to crack. That's going to be hard for the uh, – for the current veterans to to go up against, and you and I have touched, well, you and I have touched upon this because I'll be honest with you, I think you can attest to this because you've been around. There's a lot of fighters that I'll be honest with you, some have no showed and some kind of just go like you know they don't take it really seriously. Right. Like they should, but for me, like I was talking to Michelle, like look look at the resources that you have. Like when you look at Long Island, right? Speaking as a fellow New Yorker, you have. Yeah. The Deer Park Community Center, you have the NYWC Sportatorium where you could train for wrestling. You have many MMA gyms out there. Same with Las Vegas. My God, the fight capital of the world. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things, like, for me, that makes me smile because it means you're taking this seriously and you're about ready to come in and rip some ass. That's right. That's right. You're, you're ready and uh, you have to want it. And some of these, some of these uh, fighters don't seem to want it anymore. But uh, there's going to be a whole new crop that are hungry and are going to come in and take it. One name I have to mention, because this is another tie-in with LFC, which is cool. So Lauren the Animal Fogel, one of the top pivotal integral roles of LFC, one of the top fighters. Her friend from the LFL, the Legends Football League as it is now, Ty Emery is very interested in LFC. and they're very I good. heard, I heard, yeah. I'm not familiar with her more than that, but I have seen the name floating around lately, yeah. So for me, here's what's cool about that. This is where I tie this in, Richard. Take this take this ride with me, Richard. Ember, we're going on for a ride here. So, all right. All right. LFL, Lingerie Football League, Legends Football League. Very similar with LFC because you have badass girls in lingerie and they're playing football. Very tack- you know, hard tackling. Then we get her. She was dev- going in from LFL to the MMA realm, and now she wants to do LFC. Like for me, that's a Jill of all trades. For sure. For sure. And if she's gone into the MMA route and she has had a couple of fights in MMA, yep. it's going to be hard for her to hold back and not hit in the face and not kick in the face and not do a few things that you're not allowed to do on the LFC. That's going to make for some interesting combats and interesting uh, consequences. Of course, and I think, you know, we were. I was actually talking about this with Ty the other day, and she's like, man, the controversy about me wanting to pursue, like, here's the thing. You have Invicta. You have UFC. You have great mixed martial arts promotions, and I'm including LFC in this because I've always told people, look at Invicta, Shannon Knapp's promotion, right? You've had right. people like Cindy Dandois, who is actually an LFC prospect in her own right. You have people like Shayna Baszler or Jessamyn Duke who went on to the WWE. Like, I just say, look, picture Invicta, but with less clothing. It's still mixed martial arts. <laughs> It's the truth, for God's sake. Like, it's mixed martial arts just with less clothing. Just don't... Go ahead. I don't know about how much less clothing you're talking about. They still well, wear these small, uh, skin-tight sure. sport bras and these small little booty shorts when they fight in the LFC, so not that much less clothing. Well, you, you know what I meant. Like, you know yeah, what I, I mean. Yeah, I know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
And friggin' Richard tried to get technical with me. I love you. <laughs> it's because it's an argument I get sometimes, and I'm like, look how they fight in the LFs, in the uh, in the how the women fight in the wearing what they wear in the UFC. You know, it's not that much more material than what they're wearing in the LFC. The LFC just happens to be prettier. That's all. Wait, just wait a minute. Hold on, Richard. <laughs> laughing because we're both very passionate about this i'm curious how often do you have this argument um i have this argument enough times in a year when i try to explain to people what lfc is or when they look at my pictures and they wonder what's going on ah. and then the argument comes up of course oh how it's uh, uh what's that word uh demeaning to women and blah blah blah, blah the usual bullshit that uh that uh, feminists try to uh, try to get you with when they have no other argument just because they don't like something and you don't agree with them, you know? Agreed. And I'm going to say this, people. This is why also I love this man because we get into this conversation a lot, <laughs> the two of us, because <laughs> like we talk about we're both passionate, but I'm like, I knew once I got Richard on the call here, I'm like, Richard's going to get on like a little bit of a rant, and I love it. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, I can rant about anything for as long as you need, Mike. No hey, problem. <laughs> I, hey, man, we put out the great content. That's what we do. That's what yeah. we do. <laughs> <laughs> So the other thing I got to ask you, because I asked Joel this, and I've asked a lot of people lately of this, because this also incorporates Jolene. RT Sport had a video, and it has an article that, well, LFC is one of the, I believe, the top five, ranked in the top five of the most controversial leagues out there. They did a yep. video with Jolene. Exploitation or entertainment? Your thoughts? Entertainment? I don't see any exploitation. Not a single one of these fighters is forced to do this. Yep. Each and every one of these fighters is a fighter in their own right. They all will kick anybody's ass day or night. Any dark alley you find them, any bar you find them, anywhere you find them, you want to pick a fight with them, you're going to end up on the floor bloodied and bruised and bleeding. No one is forcing them to do it. They enjoy it. How is that exploitation? No one put a gun to their head. No one said... You're coming with us. They weren't kidnapped in the middle of the night by white slave traders, uh, sending them off to some foreign despotic country. They're all there of their own free will and enjoying every minute of it. How is that exploitation? You know what it is, too? And here's the argument I made. By the way, you made the great analogy because I was going to go with the gun analogy. And then I'm like, damn it, Richard beat me to it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from that little tidbit, but I got to say, Richard, 100% of the validity in there, and for me, I also look at it like this. Okay, so me being a wrestling fan, and everybody knows this, you know, wrestling and MMA, here's the thing. I don't want to hear the argument about MMA and wrestling because I had this conversation with Greg Frito when I had him on the show. Greg has talked about when I look at MMA fighters to get them, I want to see if they have a background in professional wrestling because just in case people don't know, a lot of MMA fighters have backgrounds in professional wrestling. Yeah, well, that's the grappling part of it, yeah. Exactly. So, getting to this point about it, I look at professional wrestling. Like, Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon, the character, when he's having Trish Stratus in the storyline get on all fours and bark like a dog, the antithesis of that is, and the payoff is, my God, what a scumbag, what a horrible boss. You want to see Vince McMahon get his ass kicked. And what happens at the end? Vince McMahon gets his ass kicked. Ass kicked. Yes. Yeah. So... We're not putting a gun to their heads and saying, you must wear lingerie. And for me, I look at it like I don't see exploitation. I, I, you said entertainment, but it's body confidence. We got a lot of beautiful women showing it off and just kicking ass at the same time. That's right. That's right. And uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I think the uh, 
the way they treat some of the female wrestlers in the WWE is more exploitation than what the LFC is doing. Agreed. And that's, I, I, I think that sometimes when I see that, but I see what Vince McMahon does and what Vince McMahon says, and I know it's all a show. Yeah. But we have ne- I have never heard at one time anybody who was involved in the LFC demean any of their fighters. Not the way Vince McMahon demeans his female wrestlers. And, that's and the- I know it's a show, but it, you know that's a line that he's crossed. And I have not seen anybody in the LFC do that, if anything. They all have the utmost respect for these fighters. And I think that's also why myself, and as you can attest to this as well, because we're both a part of the LFC, me with the podcast, you doing the photography, and the overall social media. I look at it like this, Richard. Like, each and every one of us, we all have the respect for each other. We have the camaraderie factor. Not one of us has demeaned anyone, like you said. Sean is very respectful to all the girls. We're very respectful to all the girls. So we have a great camaraderie and a great balance here. Yes, definitely we do. Definitely we do. You know, uh, I always get, you know, my, my hair, the hairs on the back of my neck always stand up when somebody tries to demean what somebody does for a living in their life as their pleasure. It's like it's none of anybody's bloody business. You know, you, you, you treat the CEO of the company and the waitress of the, of the uh, in the restaurant with the same respect. Both of them are working hard to feed their families, to get things done, to make a living. No one, not one is better than the other. It's one of those things where it also equates to real life because I'll, I'll, I'll go on that because here's my thing. Like I worked in market research for eight years. Now, people, when you think of market research, a lot of people equate it to telemarketing, whether you're on the phone trying to sell somebody that, which it's completely different because a survey is just a survey and a selling you something is completely different. It's similar to a degree, but it's different because I'm not selling you anything. And a lot of people mean that job. Why are you doing that job? Because I get paid. I get make money. And you know what I'm saying? If you're doing what you love, you know, then why why, why you have to keep it like that? Exactly. I mean, the only people I demean are those who call and tell me that uh, they're from my IT department and that there's a problem with my computer. Yep. Those are the people I'll demean. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people who try to take advantage, who try to rip people off, that I don't like. Oh, no. And, and that's the thing, too, because you've seen that. We've seen that. Here's the thing. Professional wrestling, I love it. And here's what I say about this. I like to be on the other side of things, whether I'm the interviewer or what have you. I love giving people the platform to tell their stories. I wouldn't say I would want to be in the industry because here's the thing. I've seen people get hurt. I've seen people get screwed out of money. I've seen a lot of And I'm sure you've seen this as well. It's oh, like, no, boxing, my God. It's an everyday occurrence, yeah. Of course. So, I mean, of course, I was about to get you. I love you. I was about to get the boxing, wrestling, whatever combative nature. There's mm-hmm. a lot of shady shit that happens. There is. There is. And that's because there's no regulation. Anybody can go tomorrow and call themselves a boxing manager and sign a fighter and be their manager and have not a fucking clue what it means to be a boxing manager. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. I can follow that, man. Richard Denver speaking truths and spitting facts on you. (laughs) Always. Always. That's why not everybody likes me as much as you do, Mike, because some people don't like to hear the truth. 
I like your blunt list, sir. I like it. Well, no, I can appreciate that because some people need to know the hardcore truth. And I'll be honest with you. I have this discussion a lot. Here's the thing, because I watch Dark Side of the Ring. And here's the thing. People, if you want to see how much shitty wrestling is, watch Dark Side of the Ring because there's a lot of crap. Like, for instance, like Dr. David Schultz is the latest one on the um, Dark Side of the Ring. Now, Dr. David Schultz was the one who slapped John Stossel in 2020 for calling the business fake, that infamous, this is the business where only the toughest survive. And then he slapped John Stossel right by the ear and like busted his eardrum and crap so it's one of those things where like i would kind of feel that same way and i think you do if someone like you like you talk about arguing lfc you just want to smack somebody for being stupid if that makes sense richard oh my god you know you know the thing where they say if you could shoot five stupid people a day i mean i'd have that done before i even had breakfast yes (laughs) And that's what I say. Like, I can make all these analogies with LFC and LFL and Invicta like we talked about today, and people just be like, huh? And I'm like, okay, here's the thing. I want you to get – I'm going to say this. Two of the toughest fighters. Get in the ring, the cage, whatever, however you want to define yeah. it, with Jesse El Toro Santos and Andrea the Stormador and Jolene, and you tell me if it's, if it's you know, staged. I'm going to go even one more. Go ahead. Get into the fight – get into the ring with the newest girl there with Gypsy Bay. Yeah, see Top Shelf Bay. Yep. Little thing, she's still gonna whoop your fucking ass. See, Richard knows. I don't. I, you, don't, you don't even have to get in with the toughest fighters. Get in with the new girl. Get in with the new girl. Let her uh, show you exactly how demeaning this is. You're you're gonna you're gonna walk out of there uh, slightly hurt and horribly embarrassed. Of course. I mean, there's even one-offs that we've had. Like, for instance, Carly Zucker has got in there. We've seen a lot of people come and go through LFC, whether it be one-offs, whether it be more. I mean, they realize it. They realize it's a fun experience, but then they're like, God damn, because a lot of people don't realize the injuries from, I know, ribs, I know, legs. I mean, there's yep. injuries. And Feather the Hammer had and had to retire. That's right. That's right. And uh, they wouldn't let uh, Lauren Fogel fight because of her knee, if you remember that. I do, yep. Yeah. You know, uh, there's been injuries, there's been hurt, there's been a lot of shit going on. It's it's a tough sport. I don't care that they're fighting in lingerie. The the the, the ancient Greeks used to uh, used to wrestle naked, you know. So that's got nothing to do with it. They still are fighting. And what's interesting too is here's one that made me laugh because, and here's the thing. I love lingerie fighting championships, but it's like, look at the way that you differ. You know what I'm saying? Because here's, here's the thing. In the UK, someone could get mad because, you know, LFC, the Liverpool Football Club. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stop it. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of similarities and stuff, but they can have the same initials, but it's different. Like, here's the thing. WWF later on in life got sued for the WWF, but they were the World Wrestling Federation. They didn't also go by the World Wildlife Fund. So they, you could have the same letters, but it can mean two different things. Of course, of course. And WWF knew uh, wrestling knew exactly what it was doing when it picked those letters. Correct. You know, it knew exactly what it was doing. Vince McMahon ain't no dummy. No. He ain't no dummy. You know, so. Yeah, if you go to the 80s with the golden age of wrestling, I mean, you oh. had, it was originally the WWF, the Worldwide Wrestling I Federation. That's right. Yes, That's and then right. Vince, Vince Jr. takes over and it's the WWF. WF. And then he starts to bring in all of these. Uh, these big guys, the Rowdy Roddy Pipers, the Hulk Hogan's, the uh, Randy Savages, and he starts making a show out of this. So it yep. went from being just wrestling to a whole production entertainment where you would watch it, a uh, two-hour show, and you'd have only 15 minutes of wrestling and an hour and 45 minutes of production. 
Yeah, that's and here's the thing. I love professional wrestling, but that's the thing that happens sometimes. It's like, all right, like can we? You know what it is? Me from someone who just loves watching wrestling matches. Like sometimes I can live without like the twenty minute promos to start off Monday Night Raw. That I'm just like, no, okay. Can we just get to where we yep. need to get to? Exactly. And it's one of those yep. things. I get the production aspect, and here's why I was also kind of like when WCW and NWA in the '80s, right? Like you look at Starcade, you look at WrestleMania. Starcade was all professional wrestling. WrestleMania, one of the best, the inaugural WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. But you have the Rockettes, you you have so many people that doing the stuff. Liberace, for God's sake, it's a production. It's what it is. I get it, but it's like sometimes you just got to see great wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you're hopefully turning in for. You know, yeah. I'm. I used to like in the seventies, the eighties, um, the smaller shows where you didn't have all that production, but you just had wrestling. Like they would go to the small town of twenty thousand people, and you would have the Road Warriors, and you know they would come out and they do their little bit and they'd win and they go in and and in two hours you had ten fights, fifteen fights, mm-hmm. you know, and they would all just go one after the other. You know, I think I told you this before when I started watching wrestling, it was. Edouard Carpentier, Don Leo Jonathan, uh, uh, the giant Jean Ferret, who later became Andre the Giant, Dino Bravo, Brito, oh. that whole gang. Killer Kowalski. You don't know any of these names, do you? No, I do. I actually do. No, Killer Kowalski trained Triple H and was one of the most legendary wrestlers. Once you said yeah. Dino Bravo, that's why I went off, because one of the dark side of the rings, they just touched upon the Dino Bravo assassination. Okay. Okay. So that, that's when I started watching wrestling. So that's when you would go to a match and you know, in an hour and a half, you have matches, lots of, lots to, so, and now you sit down and you watch it and it's okay, can we get on with the fight enough with this blah, blah, blah already? (laughs) The reason why I'm sighing is because Richard just went through the entire international Canadian wrestling right now in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate this because I I love that because a lot of people, I was about to give my shout out to Canada. Canada has some of the best wrestling out there because people talk about like England, Japan, and and I love that. But I'm just like, we got to give it up for Canada. They they gave us the Hart family for God's sake. That's right. That's right. The Hart family and the the start of a lot of these uh, who who later made it big in WWE and all of that. They all got their start up in Canada. Exactly. And now Uh, the British Bulldogs. Dynamite Kid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All See? of them stole. <laughs> it's just one after the other. The Rougeau brothers? Hell yes. Oh, definitely. And then, of course, we can't forget the midget wrestlers. <laughs> yes, the midget. <laughs> A little beaver. And yeah. uh, what was his brother? Uh, their brother's name. Damn, I forgot his brother. Oh, but they were, they were like the little midget wrestlers. And they were, they were tough, too. They That's were cool. tough, too. I had a chance to meet little beaver um, after he retired. Hell of a nice guy. I was, I was about to say, wait a minute, you met Little Beaver? Hot damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I did, I did. He uh, he used to actually drive around in a truck with his picture on the side. He would show up to fairs and flea markets and sign autographs and stuff after okay. he retired. So here's the thing. For those that don't know, there was Sky Low Low, Little Beaver, and there was the high, uh, yeah, they, the, the dude from Little Tokyo and all of them, they wrestled yeah. There you go, WrestleMania three. I had to look that up because I was that was bugging me what WrestleMania that was. Okay, okay, there you go. Well, I knew them long before WrestleMania three came about. 
Okay, well, you see, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> We're not comparing Canada and the States. I'm asking this. All right. I have an appreciation for professional wrestling. Now I do even more that you mentioned that you just went through the Canadian territories. That's all. There awesome. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you said Dino Bravo. And here's the thing. about Have you seen – you haven't seen The Dark Side of the Ring with Dino Bravo? No, I have not. I'm going to have to uh, start looking that up. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just going to say this right now. Dino Bravo – from what he did in Canada, from what he did in the WWF, and then what happened afterward. Jordan. My God. It's yeah. just, it's sad. It is. It is. I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know the whole story, but, you know, it's a sad ending, uh, a great career, nice guy, sad ending. It, it's really too bad. That's what I'm saying, Richard. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you got to watch yeah. it. You gotta watch I will. It. I will. Dark Side of the Ring. What's, where is that? What does that run on? Uh, it's on Vice. Vice. I'll have to try. I don't know if I get Vice. I'll have to look it up. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you can, I'll send you a link to it. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, you're back. People life during quarantine. Richard Ember running down Canadian wrestling like a boss over here. Now, <laughs> oh, man. I was about to say, look at you, Richard, go running down the territories in front of me. Yeah, and yet, say, well, you know. Well, hey, okay. You know, like I said, it's uh, it, it, just because I no longer live there and I live in beautiful Vegas, uh, I still have little, little roots and lots of memories. Yeah, then you guys are friggin' friggin' betting over turkey, getting turkey sandwiches and rum. By the way, that is a combination right there. You, Joel, and Sean. 